You already know the vibes. Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 57, in the motherfucking building. Rest in peace, DMX. Episode number 57 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. And we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you. To everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on social media platforms. I truly, 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 truly appreciate all of the love and all of the support from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. And thank you to all the people out here who are continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with thank yous because the thank yous are very, 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 very important. Don't forget, your boy Denzel has merchandise available for purchase. You can check it out at bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com, B-R-O-N-X-B-I-A-S-P-O-D.M-Y. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com. Check out the merch. If you fuck with the show, you want to support the show, you want to support me, help a young brother get some money in his pocket. You know, I'm not selling this for no basketball team, you know. I'm not selling this for nothing like that. Let's get some money in my pocket and stay out of trouble. If you want to help a young brother get a few dollars in his pocket, I encourage you to visit the site. Visit the site, see if there's, you know, hoodie you like, t-shirt, I got tote bags on there. You know what I'm saying? I got got a few things on there. So if you want to check it out, bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. Very important for me to mention. The link will also be in the episode description for this episode. And with all that being said, we are going to have a great, great, great show today. I'm 
Super excited for you guys to hear today's show. It's fully packed. I think you guys are going to enjoy what you hear. And I am ready. I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood. I am geeked up and ready to go. So let's get it. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was a song that had to be played. Had to, had to, had to be played for today's episode. It's one of my favorite songs from him. It is called What's My Name by DMX off of the album. And then there was X. Rest in peace to DMX once again. Rest in power. Rest in paradise. Man, what a loss. What a loss. You know, what What can you say? Like, you know, there's certain people who kind of like transcend music, I guess, who, who you don't think of as just a musician, even though that's how we fell in love with this person dmx is just like dmx like once you say that name you know it it, you don't even think you think obviously music but you don't even necessarily only think about music right you just think about i don't know man i don't even know how to explain it he's just one of those people for me who has transcended music and i don't think of him as just a musician i think of him as much more than that much more, much more. And I've mentioned before, like, he's really, like, one of my favorite dudes. Like, one of my favorites. I mentioned that someone asked me who was on my concert bucket list, the artist I wanted to see before I kicked the bucket. And I said Outcast, and I said Jay-Z, and I said, I remember, Outcast, Jay-Z, Missy Elliott, DMX was on the list. I don't remember who the last person was. Outcast, Jay-Z, Missy Elliott, DMX, one more person I can't remember. Um, but yeah, man, and I told the story too on the pod of me meeting DMX. I was in Target. I used to work at Target. I was standing at the customer service desk. He came over, they brought the manager, brought him over to the desk so he could buy his items. And he was talking to me, and I couldn't even talk. Like I couldn't even man, I couldn't even respond. Like he was speaking to me, like talking to me. And I couldn't even talk. Like and I was so fucking like flustered by it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even talk to him. Like he was, he was just, man, I could go on and on, but man, what a great person. What a great individual. What a great artist. What a great man. And it's a big loss. It's a huge, huge loss, but hopefully he is in that better place. And um, prayers, love and condolences once again to his loved ones, his family, friends. It's such a tragedy. And I wanted to play the song the intro because again you know my intro is like upbeat and you know up tempo fast songs and i wanted to play that at the beginning this song especially just so you know what the vibe is like he's gone but he's not forgotten and his legacy and his music and his aura his vibe will live on through all of us and you know like i wanted to put on because that's one of my favorite songs by dmx what's my name because it just raw as fuck like he's screaming barking yelling the beat is super hard and it's just that was dmx like man so rest in peace again to dmx prayers love and condolences to his family and um we are never gonna forget his name i tell you that i will tell you that we will never ever forget that man's name now it is time for my favorite 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 Favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. 
For those of you guys who do not know, maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx Fact for today is... The Bronx Library Center, located at 310 Kingsbridge Road, anchors a pivotal spot on a major Bronx thoroughfare and provides cultural and social amenities in an underserved part of the city. The Library Center houses more than 200,000 books, periodicals, and multimedia materials. With expanded circulating and reference collections, state-of-the-art information technology, and a full reg range of education, business, and technology training, it has become a cherished community resource. At the time of its opening, the Bronx Library Center was the New York Public Library's largest capital project in two decades, and it has the distinct honor of being the first green and LEED certified municipal building in the city of New York. It also remains the largest library in the borough. For more information on the center, you can visit their website at nypl.org. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 57. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, so we're getting right to the shits today. We have a very, 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 very special guest. A very, very special guest. We are continuing the trend. We're continuing the trend on here of having people who start small businesses or become entrepreneurs who work with me at Target. So you're going to be the fourth person that's on this show who started a small business or became an entrepreneur from working at Target. So we have Davina Moore, the founder and the CEO of the Bronx-based clothing brand called Father Beloved. Davina, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. I'm so good. I'm I'm great. I'm still mourning, but I'm great. Nevertheless, I'm alive. So that's a blessing in itself. Yes, 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 it is. So Davina, can you tell the people where are the places that they can reach you um, so they can see your your brand and see all the beautiful creations that you make. Right now, if you are interested in just looking into some material, what I have or the mission for my brand, you can go to Instagram at fatherbeloved2020 or you could come to my personal Instagram. I also post things there in my story sometimes at Vina, V-I-I-N-A with three underscores. All right. All right. And so, you know, to start it off, I, I try to get it, try to get it from different people because everyone experienced the last year of 2020 and COVID differently. Me personally, I got COVID myself, me and my mom, we both had COVID, you know, I know that it's something that's, you know, taking the world by storm. So how has COVID in the past year of 2020 affected you? COVID in 2020, literally through myself and my family just threw us for a loop. It, 2020 and COVID has left myself and my family extremely empty, heartbroken, 
I mean, we've lost about three to four people within our mm-hmm. immediate family, including my father. Wow. My father passed away from COVID April 27th of last year. So in a couple of weeks, it'll be a year. And it was by surprise. It caught us all the way off guard. Um, he was battling stage four brain cancer, but he was fighting. Like He was a really strong physically and mentally. He was very strong. So it was like really by surprise. Um, we're trying to take it day by day. It's been a heavy loss for us, but we're trying and continuing to stay that very tight-knit family and just living while we're still here. Wow. So first, rest in peace. Rest in peace to your father. Condolences out and prayers for your family. That is a lot to go through. You know, I had COVID. I thought it was like, you know, the worst, like, you know, and seeing how many people you've lost. It's been such a, it's been such a trying past year. Like it's been such a mind warping year, like something where you think wouldn't even happen, you know, because when COVID first happened, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be like, swine flu or like zika virus remember all those west nile virus that's gonna be gone in a week and it has been still into this year it's still we still seeing the effects covid is something that my dad um when covid started its rampant Mm -hmm. run and we were watching the news and we were both just talking about it and i'm like yeah it'll probably go away and we just kept going and he was just over it. And I'm saying to myself, wow, to think that we were sitting on the couch talking about it. And then it's the reason why he's no longer here. It really blows my mind. Yeah. It's like, you know, it never in a million years would I think something like this could even happen, you know? But yeah. I will say the positive thing about COVID, if you could get anything positive from it, first is people don't stand so close to you when you're at the grocery store and you're online back up away from me that's one of the most annoying things to me ever why are you standing so close to me sir or ma'am please but they'll still do it and you have to like turn around and give them that look right? yeah but so now with covid it's like i could just blame covid social distancing please six feet exactly. but the second also good thing about covid that i'm seeing is people like us are starting like to go into business for ourselves like starting to do things create things, not rely so much on the traditional nine to five dollar. We're trying to get the dollars ourselves. I like that because I started the pod in 2020 and there's so many people who I know who have just like, yeah, I started this business or I started this or I sell this or I do that. And I'm like, what really? And they all say the same thing. Yeah. You know, because of COVID and the uncertainty, it was just like something I should just try to do. And I was like, whoa, like I thought it was only me. It is like, nah, so many people out here doing that. So many. You never know. Right. It's true. It's true. So we want to get into your, we want to start, we want to learn about you. We want to get into your personal and your business journey. Again, we come from Target, Target Bronx Terminal. Okay. We didn't see some of the wildest shit in there. We didn't see some of the craziest characters. We didn't, we have seen it all. There's nothing like working at a Target during the Christmas holiday season in the Bronx. Okay. If you have done that okay. successfully, you can go to war and come back like it was nothing. Exactly. Straight up. Okay. Until right. you endured back to school season or, you know, uh, uh, Black Friday. Oh, my God. Talk about hard work. So um, we w- I want to start Friday with <laughs> 3 a.m. to 
3 a.m. to 12 a 3 a.m. to 12 p.m. and then you back again at 3 p.m. to 12 a.m. People don't know that. Like you, you suffer it in there. You suffer it standing up for eight hours straight. Or sometimes you got to be on the floor. You got to go find the item. Oh, please, I don't even want to relive exactly. it. I don't even want to relive <laughs> it. I want to take a fifteen right now. Just talking about it, okay? Just talking about. It. That's right. That's right. For all the target managers out there, I hope you're not listening. But all the team members take 45s on their 15s, please. Go into the bathroom. I'm talking on the phone. The whole bit. Please. Please believe it. Please believe it. So, Davina, uh, what inspired you to start your your business or this career um, with your clothing line and and doing doing the influence work that you do what what was the big inspiration for it and what led you down this path to to begin this venture i'm gonna say my dad my brothers and overall like my family especially my mom also um i sat at the table around 2017 2018 with my dad and i'm just like you know when father's day comes around there's so many things you don't see that you would normally see for a mother's day. And I just felt like father's day is more than tools at home Depot or, you know, just a pair of socks. Um, and on mother's day, you have like this big variety of things you could do and come up with. And I'm just like, well, I have an amazing dad. I have amazing brothers. I have amazing men in my family. Why don't they, you know, kind of put father's day on television and support it the way they do Mother's Day. So I said, you know, I'm going to come up with some type of brand where, you know, every year people can come to my brand to find something for their dad. If it be Mm -hmm. a t-shirt with some positive affirmations on it, a pair of socks to match that t-shirt, a hoodie. And and I want to do so much more, but it's just, I needed to start it for not just Black fathers, but mainly for the black dads that does that do not get enough recognition, especially the ones that are doing what they are supposed to do. Mm, see, okay, see that now, now, like that makes a lot of sense. My family's different. The main, you know, people who are the anchors of the family were women. Men in the family usually, you know, doing their own I, to look for inspiration, to look for positive messages and stuff. As a kid, it would be all women in my family, so it's the opposite. So Mother's Day is like, we going crazy. We jumping out of planes for Mother's Day. So to hear that experience, which is a lot, is different from what you hear a lot of the times in Black households, the father's either in jail or passed away or absent, right? To hear that the brand is specifically honoring the Black father, which is, that's like the best message because that's not a message that is broadcast. I would say that Mother's Day trumps Father's Day in like really like from here to here from the top to the bottom and i remember as a kid watching tv and making it seem like all your dad wanted for father's day was a tie or a pair of socks Mm -hmm. you know or a new a new button-up shirt or something like that and it's like well they want things too they want gifts too and they deserve to be honored for by their children or by other people who see how much work it is to raise a kid it's not easy raising a child. No, no, not, not easy. So with with uh, Father Beloved, what are the 
overall messages that you want to convey with the brand. So when I think about my brand, the Bronx Bias Podcast, I just think about how many people or kids or who, whatever from where we from think that it's not possible to do not necessarily what they want, but to know that there is a career in not picking up. You don't have to pick up a basketball. You don't have to be the best rapper. You know, you don't have to play sports. You don't have to do the illegal route, which we won't mention. You don't have to do that in order to be happy or to be successful or for people to look at you and say, yo, this guy's really on shit. You don't have to do these things that we've been taught. That's the only way to do it. Right. People look at LeBron and they see LeBron's on TV every day. So in order for me to get there, I got to be LeBron. I got to be Kyrie. I got to be KD or I got to be, you know, me goes or something like that. Right. So the main thing for me is like one, I, I could talk forever. So this was natural for me. And two, it's like, when I think about how, you know, the podcast will be received, it's going to be like, I'm just going to keep saying it. Like, this is possible. This is not something that is impossible for you to do. It's not something that's impossible for you to achieve. And you have this, as long as you have a phone, you can literally do whatever you want to do in this world. Like, as long as you have this and everybody got this, you could do whatever you want to do in this world. So with your with your clothing brand and with your lifestyle brand, what are the biggest messages that you want to project or convey with it? The first and most important message would be that dads matter also. And I can't reiterate enough. I can't reiterate enough that it's the fathers that literally, they know, like, you can't go a day without speaking to your kids. You make sure you take care of your children, not just materialistically, because it's always the little things that matter. Simple things go a very long way. So I just really want dads to know that they are just as important as mothers. Um, I'm also a person that's been, um, I've, been made with love. I grew up on love. My foundation is love from my grandparents all the way down. So amongst the fathers, I also like to keep, you know, just a little bit out dabbing there. Mom, sometimes, you know, the children, sometimes the family dynamic, because also black families don't get the same amount of love as everyone else either. So I get tired and honestly, of looking at the commercials and sometimes seeing the clothing and going online. And when I search for something, I'm looking for maybe a black company or black photos. It's always, you know, white people. And I don't have a problem with white people. I love them. But, you know, I want to see more of black everything. I want to see more great black dads. I want to see, continue to see more great black moms. I want to see more amazing black children. I want to see more... Black families stick together, even if you're not with the person that you may have created life with, it's absolutely nothing wrong with keeping the respect there and making sure you guys just grow so your child can see connection. Yes. Yes. That's big facts. Like no matter what commercial it is, right. And that's crazy how much TV and media can like have an effect on our minds and stuff. Right. Whether it's commercial for Cheerios, for a car, for a birthday card, for, you know, beer, whatever. You always see the white people together having fun, hanging out, doing this, doing that. And you're like, okay, when are we going to see the representation 
of just black people living life. It's, it's always the extreme for us. It's always either you're the biggest star in the world. You're like Beyonce or Rihanna, right? You're Kevin Durant, you're LeBron James, you're Barack Obama, or you don't see it at all, right? It's either you're 100% or you're zero. Exactly. And I think that that is very important, like just to, to show the family dynamic of the black, the black American, the black person, because it's something that is misrepresented, it's something that is not fully addressed. That's why you see so many times, you ever notice, and especially you in clothing, how many times companies make racist clothes because it's just not enough representation. Yes. Like H&M, and I'm not throwing them under the bus because, you know, if you need a quick T-shirt for $12, you know where to go. But <laughs> remember when they made the hoodie with the little black kid saying he was the coolest monkey in the jungle. If you had one black employee, they'd be like, fam, what are you doing? What is this? What What is this? So I just think but that- Employees are they're either afraid or the parent of that young man should have said, you know what, that that hoodie right there is not the one. We can either go with another hoodie or we could go with no promo of my child at all. Because I'm not walking into a photo shoot with my daughter and they're going to put her as the coolest monkey. It's, it's insanity. It's, it's, it's the parents, in, in my opinion. Yes, the businesses can also take the parents, but it's the parents. I agree. But I, I also think that representation matters. And it's more than just like, oh, look, you know, this one has the hottest new song out or this one is the latest phenom on the basketball, the football field. It's like not only do we need to be represented in the highest of the high, like president or like, you know, biggest music star in the world or whatever. But there needs to be just representation in the black person in everyday life. You know, the black person driving to work or the black person going to the grocery store. You know, that's. How is that such a gap? Like, how is that so so missed? You know what I'm saying? How how is that something that we got looked over? You know, we go to Target too. You know, it's like we go to we go to the Gap too. We we go to Macy's too. Like, is so I think that with our movements, which is great, like we're showing black by black. That's the first way to put it. Like, this is a black podcast by a black person. You are a black clothing designer who make black inspired clothes. Like that is the beauty of the independence of it, right? That's what we want to push out to the next, you know, be a black independent thinker, do things that you have the perspective to do. We lived in the Bronx. We know what the Bronx is like. There's no way that someone from Florida is going to be able to tell a Bronx story. No way. No, no. So that's the, that's the biggest point. Like, if you are out there, you got a dream and you got a goal, or if you want to create something, you have a unique experience that everyone don't have, right? A black person in California is going to be way different from a black person from New York. It just, it just is the way we speak, the way we interact with each other, you know what I'm saying? The way we do everything. So, you know, your uniqueness is something that should be put out there. Absolutely. So what, what were some of the what were some of the shortcomings or what were some of the hardest things that you had to deal with when you first started the clothing line? You know, for me, it's like, I'm talking, right? I, I always talk, but like, now it's like, okay, now it's recorded. Now people are going to hear it. Now it's going to be on the internet. What if I say something dumb? What if people don't like the way my voice sounds, right? Those are the things that I had to deal with mentally when I first started. So with creating a brand, 
Um, what were some of the more difficult things that you had to overcome when you started? Hmm. One would definitely have to be where my support would come from. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many people, they say, you know, they're going to support you. They're going to make sure, you know, they're the first or the third person to purchase, you know, things of that nature. And I'm just like, you know, if I do this and people don't purchase, you know, I am, I'm going to feel like either I'm losing money or maybe I just started this for no reason. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, your supporters are not always going to come from people, you know, mm-hmm. and also even though social media is like this really huge platform, I think a lot of people tend to try to push this whole you need followers thing in order to gain or you need um, likes in order for other people to find your page attractive, which I totally think is false. Because when I first started my um, business Instagram, I didn't have that many followers. I still don't have that many followers to this day. And I'm very grateful for the supporters that have been supporting my brand from September all the way until now with little followers. Yeah, so I, I think- have to just constantly say to myself, "You, I just have to keep going. I have to keep going. But honestly, if I don't, I will be doing myself a dishonor. I think that's, yeah, I think, I don't know what that started from. Maybe like, I don't know. I think it was like one person who had like gotten the most followers ever. And then that became the thing, like. If you don't have a certain amount, then you don't have traction or what or companies, no, companies started paying quote unquote influence influencers money to sell products because they had a certain amount of followers. That's where it started. But I learned that as long as you're doing good stuff, as long as you got quality stuff, it's like it'll come naturally. Like sometimes, you know, I do QA from people. So I, I was open, my DMs is open. And the amount of people who send me messages or send me love or send me, you know, responses to the show compared to how many people follow the page is like, it don't, it's not, we've been taught that that was supposed to, the way it's supposed to be, but it's not true. Like, how is it that 20 year olds from Florida are hitting me up telling me that they hear the show, they like it, but it's not necessarily represented in the follower count. So I think. Exactly. I think as long as we're doing good stuff and as long as the brand is making quality work, it'll come like it'll come. I I think there's been such a push to force it. Like I have to look like I'm the flyest. I have to get off the private jet or I have to, you know, do the money phone for people to think that I'm popping. And then when it's time for them to produce, they don't know what to produce. They can't make quality stuff as opposed to us. We're starting on the ground level and we're building our way up, but we're always going to try to keep the quality 100% quality. Exactly. I think, And I'm I think, also not rushing. Like, I'm not rushing anything. And I feel like a lot of people also have been, some people have been, you know, trying to get me to rush a little bit. And I, I just don't understand what the rush is about because my brand is not just about making money. There's more to my mission than making money. If I don't make a dollar, I don't care. As long as my message gets out there, I'm okay because that's my goal. My goal is more the message than the money. Right, right. I think when you, when, and people could tell, people could tell when you're doing things for the love of the thing or for the love of whatever the craft is, people could tell and they could tell how it's in how you're moving or how you're speaking or how the products look like, as opposed to, I'm just trying to make a few dollars real fast. I think, I think people could tell that because 
I've, I've dealt with that too. People trying to rush, like, you know, things, I can only do things on my time. I can't do things on everybody else's time. Like I'm not everybody else. So when I first started, it was like, maybe like the first week, it was episode one. It was the first week. I get a whole bunch of messages. When you get in video, when you get in merch, I'm like, bro, can I, can I get 10 shows done first? Like, how do you expect me to, I don't even know what I'm doing with this. How do you expect me then to then know how to do video? How do you expect me then to know how to make clothes? How do you expect that? That's not that what you see in when people do that is people with a lot of money, with a whole team doing it for them. Like when you're doing it by yourself, it's a completely different ball game. It's so different. So, so I think I think that's something that you got to get. We got to push put in your head. Like if you're doing something alone, a lot of people get discouraged because they think, oh, well, when Cardi B drops a new T-shirt, it gets sold out. Well, she's Cardi B. Hello. <laughs> you are an independent fashion person or you're an independent influencer. It's going to take you a little while. But that doesn't mean you should stop because, oh, sweetie, going crazy right now. And you, you know, trying to having a difficult time selling a few shirts. That's not how that works. You got to keep, you got to build a core and then you got to build upon that. And you always got to stay true to who you are. You can't say, yo, I'm going to make a Cardi B inspired shirt. That's not going to work for you. You're not her. So that's something that I, I see it a lot. How do you stay so focused or how do you stay so locked? And it's like, I know what I'm doing. I know I have a grasp on who I am and what I want to portray. And I'm not trying to be nobody else. People mention Joe Budden to me all the time just because we both do pods. It's like, fam, I I want to get to his level of success. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not him. Like, I'm not. You can't expect to listen to this show and get him. That's not how that works. Like, remember when you were in school and they were like, at least me, like your favorite basketball player, Kobe. You want to shoot like Kobe. You can, you can try, you can practice, you can keep doing it. But at a certain point, it's like, all right, there's a reason why he's on the Lakers and you not like <laughs> at a certain point, you know, he left the hospital with a little more than you did. <laughs> Just a little. That's a lot. <laughs> so going off of that, right. And we kind of touched on it pre- in the last question. What advice would you give to a young person who came to you and said, I want to start my own creation. I want to start my own movement. What's the best piece of advice that you could offer to a young mind? I would say, as we stated, you have to stay true to yourself. You have to, because again, if you try to look at what other people have, what other people are doing, other people's success, who they have helping them, maybe who they don't have helping them, that means you're not focused on what you should be doing because you're too busy focused on someone else. Um, I would have to tell them constructive criticism. You have to always be willing to accept it. There's a difference between constructive criticism and somebody just trying to tell you what they think in their opinion just because they either don't want you to be successful, they hating on the low, and they just don't want to tell you. Or they just don't want to see you do better than them. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely nothing wrong with constructive criticism. Yeah, I, it's it's hard though. You know, I I I side with the with the you know because I, I I offer that too. Sometimes you could tell too when someone's giving you real criticism when someone's really just hating. 
But in the very beginning, it was like, dang, like every negative comment I got, it don't matter if I got 10 nice ones. If I got one in the very beginning, it was like, ah, right. But the longer and longer that I, you know, stayed in the, in the process, you learn that you learn a few things. You learn that some people just don't want to see you do well for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. People just don't want to see you succeed. People don't want to see you successful or people don't like that. You took an idea that you had and you made it something, whether it gets to the top of the top or whether it's just something that people say, Oh, you have you heard of father Bula? Have you heard of that? Like they don't want to see that. And I had to learn, I had to really no. sit and like take that in and say, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of people who like you, a whole bunch of people who respect you. But you can't really be worried about the people who don't like you because they're not important. They're not important. Absolutely. You There's no way. Even, even if you weren't starting a business, you have to think about it as when you grew up, there was people who liked you and people who didn't like you. It, it's not the world is not going to change. That part of the world is never going to change. So it's just the same thing. You, it, the more you grow, it's going to be the same thing. Everybody is not going to love you. Everybody is not going to want to see you happy. And I think some people feel like, oh, she's trying to make money off of her dad. And I'm just like, well, if you knew me and if you really knew my father, you would know that that man is probably like, that's what the hell I'm talking about right there. Get that money. My father was like, a, he ain't play. When it came to work and money, he did not play. If you know my dad, this for him, he knows exactly what my mission is. And he's probably really super proud of me. Like I, I, I would never just be doing something, putting his face on something just because I want money. No. That's great, man. That's great. I know, I know the man is proud. And I also have to mention the, from back in our target days, Davina is what I would call a fly OG, meaning all the things that you see the people wearing now, Davina was wearing it back in the day off a of target paycheck. How she was able to purchase all these things, I don't know. And I'm not going to ask because that's none of my business. It's really none of my business. But Davina will be wearing all of the clothes that you see now popping. And I would just be in the back of my mind like, how off a Target paycheck did she get this? How? Certain things, I just wasn't going to ask, though. I wasn't going to ask. That's okay. That that kind of goes into what I just said about, you know, things people say about me using my dad. It's no secret. I've been, I'm spoiled. I've been spoiled all my life. But one thing about me is I like to work also. So knowing that I'm spoiled, that doesn't mean I'm just going to sit around and do nothing. So going to get jobs for me was like, you know, I want to find my own independence. I want my own little money, you know, but I just have the type of parents. And my dad was just like, okay, you want it? I got you. Man, <laughs> listen. Okay? Listen. We be we be in there, right? We'll be in there. Let's say you get an early shift, 8 o'clock. Bright and early. You tired. You don't want to be there, right? You're standing on the front cash register or I guess services. And then Davina walking in with a whole, like, full leather outfit on or some, you know, Balenci sneakers. And you're like, yo... We work at the same place. She called out three times last week. How is it possible that she has all of this? It's the calling out for me. 
she called out, yo, I was supposed, I was on shift with her for the last three shifts. She called out each one. How is she walking through the front entrance with this whole getup on the Balenci sneakers, you know what I'm saying? Or the Valentinos or whatever. Like how, bro? How? How? I got great parents. <laughs> great parents great parents and not just because of materialistic things when it comes to being for you my parents are literally top tier hey man ain't nothing wrong with that you got the kids you might as well spoil them they're yours right they might as well spoil them they're yours right <laughs> so davina what keeps you motivated in this space what is the thing that keeps you you know trying to try new ideas or to collaborate with different people or to receive different types of criticisms what is the one thing that keeps you motivated to continue to build this brand? I'm going to say my parents now have my daughter and brothers. Like I've, like I said, um, I've grown where I've literally watched my dad work his tail off. I watched my brothers work their tails off. Like I remember being young and my older brother, <laughs> He would always um, ride to, uh, he worked at this barbershop. He would always ride his bike from where we lived at in the Bronx all the way to the barbershop faithfully. Like his hustle to get to that barbershop was like no other. And I have two other brothers. Like I, I watch them now also. Like the way they work is like, you've been working all this time and you still not ready to just like not work for a little while. Like, they just don't stop working. My mom, who is newly retired, she retired also last year in 20. I watched my life. So I've grown up around people who just do do the work. And I also have some really influential, um, aside from them, like my sister-in-law is very influential. I have been blessed with two sister-in-laws that have been in my life since I was six years old. Um, my sister-in-law, she also has her business. She bakes cakes and everything. My other sister-in-law, she has like this organization um, with, you know, battered women and children and things like that. So I'm around so much. Uh, my cousins that are that I'm super close with, they also have their businesses. And with them, whenever I feel like I need some ideas or I'm, I feel like I'm thinking too much out the box, I always hit them up and I say, oh, you know, can we have like a cousin's day? And we'll sit at the table with our little drinks and we talk about nothing but how to just keep the elevation going and going and going. And you have to have people like that. I feel like if you don't have people like that, it's like what, when you look in the mirror, you go be that person until you get people that can, you can literally sit down with and just build everything with. They all keep me going from the parents all the way down to my, like everybody in my family keeps me going, even if they don't know it. Cause sometimes I may not tell them, but my family really keeps me going. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You got a real family brand you know i could see that early like i know that the family input is heavy on what the products are and how they're marketed and how they are sold and all those things so that's great to keep the family is make it a family business right literally a family business yes. that's great so that's how i feel right right keep it in the family like i know that let's say something happens to me i know that i could tell my mom how to run the, the merch site and she could, you know, continue to collect this money. I know that. I know my sister could do the same thing. So, yes, I think a family business, I think that is one of the most important things that's missing. Because you notice, like, 
white people like they'll let's say the father works in stocks right he's a stock guy the son is going to learn from the father the daughter is going to learn from the father and then they both are going to be in stocks and they just because the father passed it down to the kids so now with us creating things for ourselves at first when we get to the point where we are established now we could pass it down so you know hopefully my kids can make could continue to reap the fruits of the labor of me making these hoodies back in 2020 right hopefully right or hopefully they right. interested in the same things that i'm interested in and i could teach them all right boom this is what you're going to do this is how you're going to make your make your show right i think that's something that's very important and very missing a lot of the times our parents work their fingers to the bone they don't really have time for us to teach us these things and then we never pick it up so what we pick up from them is work. Okay, damn, my mama worked mad hard. Yeah. I got to be just like her. I'm going to work mad hard instead of like, she worked this hard so we could survive. But now let's work hard so we can like live and chill out and put our, you know, live. you know, put, put our feet up and stuff and go on a vacation to a nice island or something like that, you know, instead of breaking our backs, working two or three jobs, you know, just to keep Con Ed yeah. on straight up. Yeah. And and work that is like you work so hard, but God forbid it happens to you, they're gonna replace you in a split second. They don't wait, they don't mourn you, they don't talk about how great of an employee you were, they get rid of you. That's why my motto, and it people you tell me I was wrong. If I go if I wake up in the morning and I feel like quitting that job, I'm out of there. I'm not giving no two weeks. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm leaving. I woke up today and I didn't want to work here no more. I'm out. Hey, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I'm with you. F that two weeks notice. Two weeks, please. Please. That's four, that's that's 14 more days that you deserve. I, I don't want to be here for another two weeks after I know I want to leave. Shoot. No. See ya. Yeah, the two weeks notice is definitely crazy. Like... If on Tuesday I'm quit, I know I'm quitting. Oh, uh, guess who's out of there on Tuesday? Like I'm not gonna be here for another two weeks. Please, yeah, that's true. I don't know how they got us to believe that that was professional or whatever. Because if they want to fire you, they don't give you a two weeks notice to say, "Hey, we're gonna let you go in two weeks." No, no, they don't. No. So people out there, Sorry. this is this is probably not great advice, but it's advice that's true. If you out there and you work at your job and you want to quit your job, two weeks notice, my ass, quit it. Okay? Quit it. Because if they wanted to fire you, if they wanted to fire you, they would not give you a two-week notice. So, boom, take that. Absolutely. Now, this is <laughs> now this is a very funny question to follow right up after us telling the people to quit their jobs. <laughs> How can we leave a path for the future generation of creators. I feel like part of that though is quitting your job. Like I worked in an office job, a corporate job before I started the pod and I knew that I wanted to do the pod full time. Part of like seeing your dream come to reality is getting rid of a whole bunch of the things that is on you. Sometimes that's employment because if you're working in an office, you work in Monday through Friday, nine to five. That's the majority of your week and the majority of your day. So Although we want the young people out there to have money in their pocket, part of part of getting to where you want to go is, you know, getting rid of some of these these things. Like the, I always see it. Uh, Bill Gates dropped out of college. 
right? Or, you know, somebody quit their job working over here and started this business. So other than quitting the job, other than quitting your job or dropping out of school, which we don't want, (laughs) how how can we leave a path for the future generation of creators? Uh, We would have to just, in order to not tell them to quit, Quitting is not an option. (laughs) They have to just basically, um, I feel like weigh their options. If you feel like you have to work in order to make your dream come true, now you have to figure out, okay, what type of hours am I going to put in at work so I can go home and work on my dream? Mm -hmm. Until you can say to yourself, all right, I don't need this job anymore. Because not everybody can quit. Not everybody can stop working. But you have to know how to do it. And if you feel like that boss or that supervisor of yours is just not willing to give you the schedule you need, there are other jobs who will do that. You just have to do your research and find the job that works for you and that works for your dream. And like I said, until you can literally take your dream and do it fully, full time. I think I think that's a better idea than just quitting. But um <laughs> See, this is why you're here. You're giving the people a voice of reason. If it's me, I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of there. You don't belong there. They don't love you in there. Get out of there. But see, now you get you gave them a, a different, you gave them a different yeah. approach. Make it work for you. See, that's good. That's good. So with uh with the clothing space or the fashion space, which is something that I know that's very like impactful to you. Who are some of your role models in this space? Who are some of the people that you look at and say, you know, or you have looked at in the past and said, wow, this person is doing good work or they make good products or they leading out a, a persona that's very likable, very, um, very easy to grasp to. Who, who are some of those people for you? To be 100% honest, I don't really look at the famous people I don't really look at, you know, these big fashion. For me, it has always been my mother and my father. Like when I look at their photos from back then, they were fly as Mm -hmm. ever. Like, and I'm just like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me you was like chilling like this? Nah, like I gotta, (laughs) like my mom, like she's so, her grace and the way she dressed is a it, like it. It really has always been amazing to me to the point where she would also dress me like that. Like there was no like sneakers all the time when it came to my mom. You're not putting on sneakers all the time when we go to church. Of course, when we go to church, laid out. When we go into birthday parties, you're not putting on no sneakers for the birthday party either. You're gonna throw on these cute little shoes with this nice dress. These and for me, like I didn't care because I knew my mother was dressing me not just for the world, but she was literally letting me know then that sidewalk you about to walk on, there goes your runway. Let's, let's do this. Like I, they, they just, the way they dressed is everything. And I love their, they have so many pictures from back then. I just want to just take them all and just put them and do something with them because they're just great. They're just, my parents are definitely my muse. Mm, so so just like how in Target Davina was the fly OG for me, mom and dad was Davina's fly OG. So we learned she got the game from them. So she could show up after calling off for three straight days in the Valentino 
And that is just what she was born with. The first pair of booties they put on her was some Dior joints, some Louboutins. She had Louboutin baby booties. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and, and this is a great question for you because one, fly OG, and two, you in the fashion lane. I'm a, and I'm going to answer this question first before you answer it. What is a common mistake that you see frequently in fashion? Now, I'm going to go first. The most crazy mistake that I see people do all the time, all the time, and it just, it drives me crazy. Adidas pants with Nike sneakers or Jordan sneakers, or if you're wearing Nike pants with Yeezys, what are you doing? I it's, it's it, go, it drives me crazy. It's the it's the most insane thing in the world to me. People out there, if you want to wear your fresh Nikes and you want to wear sweatpants, get some Nike sweatpants. If you want to wear your Yeezys or other Adidas shoes and you want to wear sweatpants, wear Adidas sweatpants. We too old for this foolishness. <laughs> it has to stop, Davina. Please help the people out there. Give them some game. See, this is this might mind boggle you for a second, right? Uh oh, don't tell me nothing bad. I'm the type of person. I don't care what people think, right? So if I decided, I'm never gonna decide to put on Adidas and Nike to go out, right? But I will put on Adidas and Nike to make a supermarket run. Yes, I will. Davina, we are looking I mean, we're looking to you to be the voice of reason for these people. We're looking to you to be a helping hand for them. Um, we cannot have you on here giving out these horrible messages to the youth of America. The youth of America is gonna listen right. to this. I'm gonna remix it. Thank you. If you can dress your ass off and you feel like you can ensemble Nike and Adidas together do it but you gotta be able to dress your ass off if you cannot don't do it i don't i forgot her name on instagram but there's this girl on instagram i've seen her wear you know a nike and adidas you know cross line one day fire with it because it wasn't like a no offense it wasn't like a cheap Nike t-shirt and some cheap regular adidas pants like you know when they create like these really nice jackets it was that type of ensemble and i'm like wow she really did that even though she, you know she crossing the brands but she really did that that's that's why i say if you know how to dress don't pull out your adidas t-shirt from your drawer and then go for your night pants that's in your laundry bin and decide to no mm -mm. Okay, well, I will take the good from that. That was good. If you if you can pull it together, if you got a limited edition Nike piece and a limited edition yeah. Adidas piece, and you know what you're doing with these things, yes. Mm -hmm. But for the average Joes out there, <laughs> if you looking to go outside, the weather's getting warm. Everyone wants to wear their short sleeve shirts. You know what I'm saying? If you looking at the Adidas shirt to put on, and you want to wear sweatpants, you don't want to wear jeans. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to wear shorts or whatever. Whatever you want to wear. If you got an Adidas shirt on, you should have Adidas pants on and Adidas sneakers. If you got a Nike shirt on, you should have Nike pants on, Nike sneakers. Air Force Ones is not cheap. Stan Smith Adidas is not cheap. There's no excuse. No excuse. No excuse. No. That 
is, is I walk out and you know they be walking around so confident, like yeah, I'm the man. Like bro, you got on Air Jordans with <laughs> with Adidas pants and a New Balance T-shirt. Where are you going? In that case, that's just uh uh-uh. uh, it's overkill at that point because that doesn't even no. Uh-uh. Where are you going? You better be turning around to go back home and change out of that. You look crazy. I'll walk into the laundromat to take out your good clothes because at that point, no. Uh-uh. What would you do if a man who who That's asked right. you out and said, "Davina, I want to take you out somewhere nice, something cool, you know, where you don't got to dress all the way up." Something cool, and he showed up with the Air Jordan threes on, with the Adidas soccer pants, <laughs> and and a champion hoodie. Where, where what did, what were you gonna say to that? First of all, I have seen so many people do the threes with Adidas track pants, and it has grinded my gears. So in that case. Because I don't like to waste people's time, we're probably going to go on the date. And then depending upon our connection or if we've known each other prior to me, I'm going to inform you that do that again. Okay. I, you know what, Davina? I appreciate your, your cool, calm, collected demeanor with that. Because in my head, <laughs> if a young lady showed up like that, you know, with me, I'm already texting people in my phone talking about call me. I got to tell me it is an emergency. I got to go home because this is some bullshit. You're not going to have me out here in these streets and you looking like, you know, every the models catalog. You got every brand on. That would probably come like if we were going on and we had to get dressed up. Like, see, the streetwear and, you know, regular clothes and things of that nature. Mm. You got to know how to do that too. But if you cannot get dressed, if you do not know how to put on a suit with the correct shoes, I'm talking about it better not be no rubber on the bottom of your shoe. And get the proper sock. That right there, I wouldn't even want to talk to you after. Like, like, I can't. I can't because you should know how to put on a suit and how to wear it well, as well as take the goddamn tag off your arm sleeve <laughs> and cut the tail in the back of your jacket. The stitch that comes in the back, cut that off the back of your jacket. You can't no. Mm-mm. If a man pulls up on me and he has his suit, it's nice and tailored. It's nice and ironed. It's not baggy. And he just got it together from head to toe. Marry me. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> All right. Well, you have put out you put out the uh, the bat signal. So if the DMs is flooded now with a whole bunch of guys sending you pictures in suits, <laughs> you did that to yourself. You did that to yourself. Get prepared for the whole men's warehouse community to be sending you photos. The Brooks Brothers community to be sending you pictures like, yo, what's good? <laughs> Yo, you, I heard I heard you on that podcast. I just wanted to let you know what I'm working with. Watch. 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 I'll answer those DMs quicker than the Yo Ma DMs and <laughs> Hey Stranger. Listen, <laughs> at this point, I'm tired. If you're not coming correct, do not come at all. Big facts. Big facts. Big facts. Straight up. Straight up.
So my takeaway is if you're a young lady out there and you want to wear, you want to be sporty, you want to wear sportswear, choose one brand head to toe. <laughs> For Davina, if you're a young man, you want to, you know, see what's good with her, you want to take her to City Island, make sure you come and correct. Okay, <laughs> you want to take it? Wait, don't take it down. And don't take it. Don't take it to City Island either. Get creative. Okay, come correct. Get suited and booted. All right, and you'll be good. You'll be fine. Bye. Right. All right. So moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. I'm gonna spell it out for the people. Instagram is. R-O-D-G-E-R-S, neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, neighborhood, N-G-H-B-R-H-D. So for if you don't know, Davina, every show I do, I do question and answers from the listeners. It's a great way to keep them involved into the show, to let them know if you send in something, I will read it. I'm not just saying, you know, whatever. I don't think I'm Hollywood or whatever. If you send in something to the show, I will read it on the show, and it's a good way to keep people involved. So what I want to do with you is answer some of the questions I've received from the listeners previously to see what you have to say about it. And we're going to start with a good one, too. This is the good one. The first question for Davina, what is the worst (laughs) date that you've been on? I know my friends listen to this. They are going to just die. <laughs> That's that means it's good. That's that means it's good. I was dating this guy. It was I had a male best friend and a female best friend at the time. They were dating each other. And then the guy I was dating at the time, he just kept talking about he wants to go on this date. And I'm like, okay, you know, let's go. A little double date thing. We out. We always just have fun with each other. And when the time came, I'm like, okay, so where are we going? I'm texting my friend, like, where are we going? She's like, oh, she think the guy she was dating at the time said Coney Island. So I'm like, Coney Island? Like, why we got to go all the way to Brooklyn? Listen, <laughs> at, that, at that age, listen, I don't want to be traveling all the way to Brooklyn, especially on no train. Mm-mm. So I'm like, okay, whatever. We get to a movie theater. We didn't even go to Coney Island. We get to a movie theater, and we stand on a line. My best friends, they go pay for their ticket or whatever. The boy I'm dating walks up, and he's kind of like, I realize everybody's in this, like, little commotion kind of phase, and I'm looking around like, okay, it and my, like, what's going on? I realize he's whispering in my male best friend's ear, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, here we go. My female best friend comes to me, and she's like, he only has $10. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. It's it's no way you were the one who initiated going on a date and you only came on this date with $10. Hell no, no, no. At that point, here we go again. I'm so grateful for my parents because they always taught me you don't go anywhere without money. Big facts, big facts. Wow. How old? Well, now, look, hold on. Were you like a teenager? Were you like 14? He was 14. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of. Oh, I was. 
think we have to be about uh, 15, 16. Damn, I try to I try to shoot him some bail. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but I mean, see, this is what but I don't even understand. at 14, you ought to know. You yeah. Can't go with $10. <laughs> $10. If, now, if you this is what I don't understand. If you knew you only had ten dollars in your pocket, did he did he think that the other homies was gonna cover him? That's what I'm guessing. Since he was whispering in his ear, maybe he figured, okay, you know, put give me a little money and I'm gonna pay for it and I'm gonna give it back to you. <laughs> even if I feel like even if you were going to do that, you were supposed to do it prior to us meeting up with each other, so that way I wouldn't know. Okay, so look, this is yes, the, okay. we we drop we giving out good advice for the kids out there. Quit your job. <laughs> Don't wear the Nike pants with the Adidas sneakers. <laughs> and if you're taking a young lady out on a date, young men, if you are if you're interested in a young lady out there and you want to take her somewhere nice, make sure that she does not have to pay for anything, especially on the first date. That's game 101. There's a lot of young guys out there who want the girls to go Dutch. Who's like, yo? I only got, I only got a side salad. You got the lobster. If you taking some girl somewhere out somewhere, be prepared for her to get the lobster. That's crazy. Young men, young ladies don't want to pay for for their food for their movie tickets, especially on the first day. And you ask them out, please. We got to do better. We got to do better as a family. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do better as a family and as a community. There's too many young brothers out here. With the Yeezy three fifties and the Nike Techs, and expecting their girls okay. to go Dutch, expecting their girls to go Dutch—that's crazy. If you take a young lady out somewhere, you she should not have to worry about paying. That's just—I uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just missed. We missed that. Le- they missed that lesson somewhere. I think it's just the generation now. Everything is like chivalry is like semi dead in this generation. It's true. It's true. And it's funny because this is the generation that loves to flex how many mon- how much money they have. So you on Instagram with the money phone, but you can't get your shorty a fr- some fried shrimp and some french fries from Seafood City? Come on, you can't you can't get the extra biscuit at Red Lobster? Come on. Come on. We can't get dessert. Like, I love me a triple chocolate meltdown from Applebee's. Can we toss that in there? Come on now. Come on. Come on, that that is that is true. That that's true. My mom always, my mom and my grandma always, Denzel. If you're gonna go on a date, make sure that the person you're taking out does not require like you will cover everything, especially on the first. Because it's like naturally, even if I show you the time of your life, you're gonna be thinking about when the bill came. You had to reach into your purse and pay for it. It don't matter how funny I am, how smart I am, if. We have the most intellectual, deep conversation ever. And then the bill come and I'm looking at you. You never exactly. want to speak to me again. So it, regardless on how good you are, don't have these young ladies out here paying for your meal. It does not necessarily mean that women just want you for your money or we, we're broke. Like I can sit there with plenty in my bag, but why? And I don't, I don't have a problem with paying when the time comes but listen that's crazy daddy was a provider okay i don't want to take care of nobody's grown-ass son unless 
it's reciprocated. Ah, yes. I was about to say, you can't, you can't uh, miss three straight days of work at Target, come in with the Valentinos, and then pull out your wallet at Red Lobster. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's not how that's going to work, okay? We just, we giving, we giving you out through this whole podcast, we're giving you life jewels. It's for the young people. And for some of the old people, too. This is for some of the old people, too, who yeah. think that, you know what I'm saying, that they could get over. No. Quit your job if you want. Don't give no two weeks. Okay? Nike and Adidas don't belong together. And lastly, if you're taking a young lady out, this is for the men. If you're taking a young lady out, make sure that you pay for her meal. Boom. That's agreeable. The next question I have for you. More than $10. More, more than... <laughs> you can't even it's funny with ten dollars and i want to get off of this question but in my head it's like you can't even buy anything really with ten dollars you go let's say you go yeah you can't really buy anything with ten dollars because even if pizza shop and i like extra pepperoni on my pizza so (laughs) it was still gonna be one to ten dollars right and if you get a soda and everything it's gonna be more than ten dollars where were you going with ten dollars? Where? I had the nerve to say Coney Island. You know what? <laughs> now, now I do want to know. Do you still know this person? Like, do you still are you still aware of this person? Did they like move away out of shame or something? Um, I think he moved away. Smart. Uh, we do have. I think we have each other on Facebook, but I don't know. He probably. I don't think he knows that I know to this day that he only had ten dollars. Because I'm not the type of person. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't want to be like. You only bore me out here with ten. No, I'm not gonna do that. I, me and my friends just kept texting all nights, laughing a little, and I'm just like, you know what? After this, that is it. Like, <laughs> till this day, I don't think he knows. And if he listens to this, because I posted on my Facebook, now you know. Okay. Damn, wouldn't that suck though? Let's say he like lives in like Chicago or something, or he lives like you know across the country, and he's listening. He's like, "Oh wow, Davina, I remember her when I was a kid." And then she's like, "Yeah, you know, some guy said he was gonna take me to Coney Island one day, and then we get there, <laughs> we go to go see a movie, and he only pulled out ten dollars. Can you believe?" <laughs> I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for that. I'm kind of rooting for that, though, for him to hear it and him to be like, oh, shit, that was me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know it was him. Right. It's <laughs> like, Damn, oh, shit, that was me. Like, you know, and then what if you get like a message like, yo, my bad, you know? <laughs> Don't even look, don't even apologize at this point. This is good. We good. Don't worry about it. Okay, you see you holding it down. You're holding it down. I appreciate it. The whole government, if it was me, if it was me and I was the whole government would have been out there. Okay. His name is James Smith from 363 East 149th Street. I would have gave the whole business. Okay. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> the whole joint. I would have aired him out. Like, remember. Remember Hot 97? People could call in and air each other out. Oh, yeah. I, it would be just like that. It would be just like that. We, I just aired you out on Hot 97. 
hilarious. <laughs> okay, so the next question I have for you from the listeners is, what weird food combinations do you really enjoy? Pepperoni pizza, mm-hmm. pre- preferably from Domino's with French dressing. Hmm. So good. <laughs> Why that face? <laughs> now, now, what does that taste like? It is so good. Oh my God, it's so good. And you know what's crazy? It didn't come from like, a weird craving when I was pregnant or anything. Cause before I even, before babies was in my future, I used to eat it. it it's just so good. You have to try it, but you got to make sure the French dressing is cold. Not like, not like freezing cold, but you got to make sure it got a little cold to it. <laughs> I'm stuck. I didn't hurt it all here too. I didn't hurt it all. I heard it all. Uh, I've heard chocolate chip cookies with mayonnaise. I've heard, you know, I've heard it. I've heard it all, but (laughs) a pepperoni pizza with cold French dressing. What does that taste like? Honestly, it tastes like sex on the beach. (laughs) It's amazing. I don't know what that tastes like or feels like either, but it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mom. <laughs> okay. Okay. You might have you might have fucked around and named the episode Sex on the Beach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and the last God. question I have for you from the listeners is what is something that you like to do the old fashioned way? I think for me, I'm gonna go first. I think for me, it's writing. I have to write everything down. I got my phone. My phone is always in my hand, always. But if it's an idea or if it's something I want to like express or if it's, you know, a plan that I'm making, I have to get the notepad and the pen and I have to write it. I have to. That's just something that I don't know, maybe from school or from whatever. I just have to write it down. I have to. So what is yours? I'm going to say relationships spill the tea and tie into your writing i love to write so depending upon the type of relationship i'm in duration you know things of nature i still like to write love letters little notes uh here and there to just make you smile like i still like to do things like that like i just feel like the relationships now they just don't do anything anymore that makes you feel like you matter. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the female doing, like you know, doing something for the male or the both ways. It goes both ways. It definitely goes both ways. That's interesting. You know, you know what's funny? It's like technology has made it easy for everyone to be close together, for everyone to stay in contact and stuff. But it's also like killed a whole bunch of the old things. I remember I used to go outside the house without a phone, like. You know, like I'm going to 161 yes. Concourse Plaza. I'm not, I don't have a phone. Like, you know, you're lucky if you have 50 cent in your pocket to use the pay phone. So I think that with technology, and you yeah, and you had a great time. And I think with technology, it's like mm-hmm. made it easier to get in contact with people or connect with people, but it's also taken away a lot of things. Like my mom back in the day would tell me like, yeah, you know, this guy, 
wrote her a poem and that's how he asked her out like there's a dude on the gram probably who just <laughs> sends a girl a picture of some money and be like yo what's good you know what i'm saying like yeah are you laughing too? So I'm sure that's happened to you. Uh, Somebody what? sent you the hundreds on their sleeve. Uh-uh, they better not. They <laughs> better not. Money will not make me want you. It will not. That's but that's also game too, because guys think, oh, let me just get a whole lot of money. You can still be whack with a bunch of money. Like you can still be corny. You could Thank you very much. You ever see, and this is good because you. you're in fashion. You ever see a person with a really expensive outfit on that look trash? Like the shirt is from Dior. They got the, the Ferragamo belt. They got the, you know, the Louboutins on the feet and they look trash. The 99 cent store socks and no haircut. Come on, bro. Like you just put on clothes, bro. You just wasted a whole bunch of money and all of our time. Okay. Where was you going <laughs> with this outfit on? I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, I think that's another thing, though. People think like expensive means good. Just because you pay $400 for a t-shirt don't mean you're going to look good in the shirt. And you could have took that $400 and busted down and had a whole nice outfit with it. Could have got more than one outfit for the $400. Straight up. Straight up. That, see that's something see we got to teach we got to teach the kids okay this, this is what we do it for we do it for the kids if you come up let's say you make a come up you get a come up you get $500 in your pocket don't blow the $500 on one thing make the $500 work for you you could buy multiple hoodies you could buy multiple pairs of jeans don't blow the 500 on the one belt why would you spend $500 on the belt? <laughs> so they could tuck their shirt all the way right. the inside, walking around looking stupid. Like what, bro? You you spent $500 on the belt, but you got these dirty Air Force Ones on? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? And got the black ones, too. Oh, looking <laughs> like you're about to rob a bank. <laughs> oh, when I see people with black Air Force Ones on, I immediately like, damn, like, yo, this person's with whatever. I don't know. That's not good. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Every time I see somebody walking outside with black Air Force Ones on, I'd be like, yo, this person is with the shits. Like, anything we say we're going to do tonight, they're going to do it. <laughs> and that's crazy, too, because literally people seen that on Instagram and they just took it and ran with it. Right, so, Air Force, Black Air Force the, Ones was before Instagram existed. Exactly. And people used to wear them back then also. Like, yes, they did. They sure did. They did. I did. I had a pair. I had a pair with the gum bottom. I was couldn't tell me nothing. See, the ones with the gum bottom, though, those are still valid. Those are the ones. See, you got to know how. You got to know. You got to know. That, the gum. Ooh. It's the gum bottom for me. Ooh. Yes. They don't make... See, you if you catch you a pair with the gum bottom, make sure you take care of them. Because those are the ones. And don't let nobody fool you make you think they're just regular black Air Force ones. No, they're not. They're not. They are not. <laughs> um, Let me ask you another question. So this is something that I'm thinking about, right? So now that I've, like, you know, got the little merchandise and all that, you know, I'm, I'm feeling myself. People... You know, naturally, people you know and stuff be like, yo, let me get a hoodie for, for the free or for the cheap. Let me get one for the discount. Let me get one for this. Let me, you know, hook me up. 
how do you deal with that? That's something I really don't have experience in. I'm just usually just going to say no. Like you should, if you might really my friend, you should want to support me and not try to get anything for free from the cheap. And you ain't my mama. So you damn sure ain't getting nothing for free. How do you deal with, <laughs> how do you deal with people who are trying to get homie prices or trying to get free products from you? Um, being a hundred percent honest, my, I have like a heart of gold. People may not believe it, but my heart is so pure. So like sometimes when I first started, I didn't want to charge my family. Like, like my close cousins, my brothers, I did not want to charge them. But once again, being very thankful, I have the type of family that no one has asked me for anything for free. Not my friends, like any anybody that has supported me so far, no one has asked me for anything for free yet. Yeah, I'm saying yet because I kind of feel like with the things I have in store that's coming. But in that case, I do feel the way you feel. Like if you're really supposed to be like my real true friend, uh, my blood, you should want to support what I'm doing without having to get something for free until I'm ready to give you something for free. Right. So that doesn't mean it's going to come or something, but maybe right now I, I need you to be supportive. And then later on down the line, I'm going to just be passing y'all out my merch because y'all family. Yeah. People see Beyonce sending out Ivy Park and these elaborate things and think that's how the shit really works. Ciao. No. Ciao. Money. She got money, money, money. She can lose her Ivy Park coins because guess what? When she dropped the rest of them, it's going to be sold out anyway, just because of who she is. Not because the sneakers is ugly or this, in my opinion. And people just feel like I'm going to get them just because it's Beyonce sneaker. You know, like let's, people are literally buying stuff sometimes because of who the person is. Somebody might be buying something because of who I am. They might not really like the shirt, but that's their opinion. That's their taste. That's that's. that's I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. So it was like I didn't know how to like handle it, right? Because I was like, I just started with this, right? I just got a few, you know, just got a few items. I don't even have like an extensive thing, and I'm getting like, yo, the hoodie's fire. Yo, you gonna hook me up, right? I got one, right? And I'm just like, bro, like, you know that I just started this. So that means I haven't made no money from it. You already want me to take the L's for you. So and I'm you like, got one, all right? Cash at me your payment or go online and the hoodie's yours. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, dang, like, how do I make it to where it's not like, yo, bro, I can't believe you just asked me that, but like, really make them understand, like, you know, I got to make a few dollars first before I can start giving out freebies. Like, that's not how that works. So after you have a, if you decided to, you know, how to have a conversation or something like that, if they really respect you enough after that conversation, they would totally understand if they respect you enough. If it goes left, then they just want stuff for free and they got to go the other way. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, good. Good. I like that. I'm I'm more confident in in yeah. the no because it's going to be a no. You ain't my mama, you ain't my sister, you ain't my brothers. You ain't getting nothing from me for free. Hit the hit the link in bio and purchase. Add to cart and purchase. Pay for the shipping and handling too. Okay? Exactly. Pay for the shipping and handling. We paying full price. 
full price. Y'all can't walk in Gucci, Louis, Prada, Dior and ask them for a discount. And even if you do, if they decide to, they're probably only going to take off $5. I, I want to be you no discount. I want to be the fly on the wall to, 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 to where that, but uh, that certain brave soul walks into the Louis Vuitton store and be like, yo, hook me up. I want to see what them people behind the desk yeah. tell you. <laughs> they laugh. They give them that little fake smirk. Like, yeah, I right, nigga. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm hook you up. All right. You want this bag right here? It's X, Y, Z. I need you to pay in full. I'm going to hook you up with this nice bag that we're going to give you to carry your items outside of the store with. Exactly. Yeah. So don't try that with me. If you're a person out there and you want to patronize the Bronx Buyers podcast merchandise, you want to buy some Father Beloved merchandise, guess what? You're going to be paying full price. Okay, because if you give Dior that, if you give Louboutin that, if you give Giuseppe and all these other folk that you ain't never seen before, if I didn't work with you on these on the Target check lanes, you better buy my my thirty (laughs) dollar t shirt. That's a fact. (laughs) And it's not even that. It's not even expensive. Imagine when we really elevate and our quality becomes greater, and then the prices really have to, you know go up because of the quality then what <laughs> if, yeah, if you couldn't pay for it when it was 30 dollars all the time no eventually i'm gonna create something that's gonna cost a little bit more big facts i'm big not facts. gonna rob you but eventually the quality will get better and it's gonna cost a little bit more so big facts man. Y'all will be paying full price, please. Coupons, they don't exist with this store. They don't exist. There's no such thing as a coupon that you will be getting nothing on the cheapie. You'll be paying full price. Thank you. I am not in the circular. You sorry. We don't we don't we ain't, I, this ain't Dollar Tree, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. So, Davina, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. I want to say thank you for dropping these jewels that you've been dropping. Thank you for telling the kids the better way to quit their jobs. Thank you for telling the stories of the young men who's trying to skip on the on the on the tab. Okay. Okay. And thank you for showing love to your pop, who I know is very, very proud of what you're doing. And the family unit you guys have is very close, very tight. And I know they're supporting you and they want to see just beautiful things for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I would like for you to reiterate your name and all the places that the people can find you if they're looking for you. I am Davina. You can reach me at fatherbeloved2020 on Instagram or my personal Instagram also where I post some things. Sometimes it is at Vina V I I N A with two underscores. And, and lastly, it is tradition around here to allow our guest. We roll it out for the guest to play a song that we end our podcast with today. So Miss Vina, you dealt with the guy who only had $10 at the movie theater. It's the least I could do for you. <laughs> <laughs> what song would you like to play for the good people out there? 
we are going to go with Just In Case by Jaheem because that was one of my father's many favorite songs. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Round of applause for Miss Davina Moore. Round of applause. And last on the docket, um, I do want to spend a little bit of time. I'm not going to take too much of you guys' time. But I do want to spend a little time on um, the death of Dante Wright. Um, Dante Wright was a young man, 20 years old, who was murdered last week um, by the Minnesota police officer who mistaked her firearm, her gun, for a taser. Um, In Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis, uh, while the George Floyd... Derek Chauvin trial is ongoing. So um, what I want to do is first read an article from the New York Times, and then uh, we can discuss um, Dante Wright's passing uh, a little a little further. So this is from the New York Times. Hundreds of demonstrators poured into the streets of Brooklyn Center on multiple nights after the fatal shooting of Dante Wright, a 20-year-old black man during a traffic stop. The shooting injected more frustration and anxiety into the Twin Cities region, where the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer charged with murdering George Floyd, is now in its third week. According to Chief Tim Gannon of the Brooklyn Center Police Department, officers pulled Mr. Wright over on Sunday afternoon for a traffic violation related to expired registration tags. Officers then discovered that he had a warrant for his arrest. As police tried to detain Mr. Wright, he stepped back into the car, prompting a brief struggle with officers, Chief Gannon said. In graphic body cam footage shown to reporters on Monday, one officer can be seen pointing a handgun at him and shouting, Taser! After the car pulls away, the officer yells in obscenity and says, I just shot him, to two others according to the video. The car traveled several blocks and struck another vehicle. The police and medical workers pronounced Mr. Wright dead at the scene. Quote, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet, Chief Gannon said. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner concluded Monday that Mr. Wright died of a gunshot wound to the chest. Katie Wright, Mr. Wright's mother, told reporters that her son had called her as soon as he was being pulled over. He said, quote, I mean, I'm quoting her, quote, he said, they pulled him over because he had air fresheners hanging from his rear view mirror, she said. Mr. Wright said, her, Mr. Mrs. Wright said her son had dropped or put down the phone after which she heard scuffling and an officer telling Mr. Wright not to run. Then she said someone hung up. When she called back, a woman who had been in the car with him answered and told her that he had been shot. At a vigil near the scene of Mr. Wright's death on Sunday, his his mother urged protesters to be peaceful. We want justice for Dante, she said, but we don't want it to be all about violence. Hours later, though, outside of the Brooklyn Center Police Department, protesters chanted and threw bricks and cans at officers and at least 20 businesses inside a nearby mall had been broken into. Family and friends remembered Mr. Wright this week for his bright smile and outgoing demeanor as dedicated father 
As a dedicated father to a toddler, Dante Jr., who was almost two. As a freshman at Thomas Edison High School, he was voted the class clown. He attended Patrick Henry High School in Minneapolis in 2018, and the principal, Youssef Abdullah, said he was just like any other kid. So, man, how many times have I come on the show and talked about policing in our areas, policing in our communities? You know, started with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and, you know, all the other black and brown people who have been murdered at the hands of the police who have hired to protect them. And I come in and I say the same thing over and over again. And I and 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 I and I get a response from it every single time I say it. So I come on and I say after you see another black person murdered, another black person murdered, unarmed, murdered, unarmed, murdered, you know, mistaken identity, murdered. You know what I'm saying? In the case of Elijah McCain, murdered, 19-year-old child murdered. And I say it all the time, and I mean it. I'm not apologizing for it. The police are not here to protect black and brown citizens. It's a fact. It's not, you know, I, you know what? I'm not going to say it's a fact. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. Because you can't have all these occurrences happen and say, oh, yeah, they're here to protect you. They're here to serve you. You know, they're here to, to, to be look out for you and, and keep your best interest. There's a story that came out in Virginia maybe last week or two weeks ago, about a man in uniform, a black man in uniform, an army soldier at a gas station who gets the police roll up on him because he didn't have, they thought he did not have a license plate, but he had a temporary tag hanging out of his window. And because of that, they only saw his brown skin, his black skin, didn't matter what uniform he had on, didn't matter what kind of car he had, didn't matter what his ID looked like. They saw a black man and they attacked him. They pepper sprayed him and tried to pull him out of the car and arrest him for temp, quote unquote, missing license plates, even though he had temporary tags in his window. How can I conclude anything else but that? How? How can I conclude anything else but that? And every time I, I talk about these things and policing and how they treat black people, I get the same message. Not all cops are bad. Not all cops are evil. Not all cops are racist. The racist cops, the bad cops make it look bad on good cops. My opinion is simple. If you don't know, I'll tell you. And if you don't believe me, look it up. Police as an organization started, the origins of policing as an organization started in the in the slavery times, at least in America, where slaves, if you were a slave, if you wanted to escape your captor, your slave master and the plantation, not only did you have to run, you had to run through states. It wasn't like like us, me and Davina talking about, you know, if you want to leave the job, you just quit and say, fuck y'all niggas, I'm out of here. I'm not even given two weeks. If you were a slave and you wanted to escape captivity, you had to run from state to state to state to state until you reached the north. Literally. Like, literally. So, slave masters and other people, white people with money, organized the quote-unquote runaway slave patrol. Where they would hire people and give them sheriff-like badges to find and return escaped slaves back to captivity. That's a fact. If you don't believe me, just Google it. I'm not, I don't have time to really, you know, fully explain it. 
But the origins of police started from runaway slave patrol. Was slavery not racist? You tell me. You be the judge. So if you know that, there's no way that you can represent this organization and say that you're a good cop. You know, if the origins of the organization started and rooted in racism, what it's like you it's like saying having someone come up to you and say, hey, my uncle's not a bad person, even though he's a member of the Ku Klux Klan. You know what I'm saying? Like how ridiculous that is. Oh, yeah. You know, he's only a part of the Ku Klux Klan, but he's a really good guy. Really good guy. I'd vouch for him. Good guy. Like, and that's my opinion. I don't, I don't trust police officers. I will say it and I don't care. I don't like police officers. I don't believe that they, their, their job is to protect and serve people who look like me from communities where I'm from. I believe that their job is to be a symbol of fear and to attack and antagonize black and brown minority people. That's my opinion. And that is going to stay my opinion. Because regardless of what you can argue, regardless of what statistics you want to bring to me, and we can have a, a educated dialogue on it, I can just list to you since, let's say, since I was a child, let's say the first time I saw and really understood a police killing someone, I think I was maybe like six or seven, and that was Amadou Diallo. So let's just start from there. I don't remember the year Amadou lost his life. That was the first time I really understood the police killing someone. So let's just take from Amadou Diallo to 2021. I can read you the list of people who have the police have murdered. All the, the black people that the police have murdered. You can't tell me, me giving you all those names, those people, those people will never be able to see their families again, that it's only some cops. Derek, Derek Chauvin, the man who was on trial for killing George Floyd, was quote unquote reprimanded for multiple acts of aggression toward black and brown people that's not bullshit this lady her name is uh kim what's her name kim potter is her name she was on the force for 26 years you mean to tell me that someone who's been doing something for 26 years doesn't know the difference between the weight of a handgun and the weight of a taser you, you, you trying to tell me that and expect me to believe it. And then when I see people in uniform have no ill feelings toward them, Dante Wright was 20 years old. I've been 20 before. You know how you do you know how immature and 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 just naive you are at 20 and how much of your life you have yet to live at 20? Elijah McCain was 19. L like. It's just very hard for me to believe that you that a person could come out and say that they're a quote unquote good cop when so many cops have all these instances and run ins with black and brown people. And when white people who murder, who break the law, who are oftentimes armed, get arrested and brought in peacefully. I bring up Dylan Roof all the time. Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof. 20 years old, just like Dante Wright. Dylan Roof murdered nine black people in a church. Then he went on the run. He murdered nine black people in a church in South Carolina. 
Then he went on the run. He was found in North Carolina. And when he was arrested, he was wearing a bulletproof vest and had a gun. And when he was arrested, there was no brutality. There was no, let's rough him up so he can comply. Nothing. And you know what they did? They took this man who they knew murdered nine black people, who was a white man. They took him to Burger King. There's nothing more for me to say. There's nothing more for me to say. When we just had the young man who murdered uh, the, the Asian people in, uh, in uh, what was that, in Georgia. He walked into a, a spa and murdered eight or nine people in there. When he was arrested, when he went on the run and he was captured, there was a gun in the car. And the guy goes on a press conference and says, Oh, yeah, you know, it's a bad situation. A lot of people died. But this guy, you know, he really just had a bad day. He had a bad day. Nigga, you know how many bad days I fucking had? If I go out and murder some people, the police are not going to be like, well, you know, he did have a bad day. So, you know, I just don't want to hear the bullshit. I don't want to hear it. I'm tired of reading these stories. I'm tired of having my heart broken, watching the family have to do a fucking press conference and demand justice that in reality, so seldom black people get in these situations that it's just, I just have such a distaste for the police as an organization, such a distaste for them. And it's because of what they doing. It's not like I woke up one day and was like, oh, yo, I heard NWA say fuck the police. And that's just my stance. No, I see and feel the black pain that is caused by the police. And that's why I feel that way about them. What I'm going to do for you to, before I end is I'm going to play you two clips. I'm going to play you, no, three clips. I'm going to play you Dante Wright's mother, Dante Wright's sister, and a news report um, about the police confusing tasers for handguns. And I want you to pay attention to, one, the pain and sadness, anguish, anger, disdain, contempt that is in the voices of Dante Wright's mother and Dante Wright's sister. And then I want you to hear the news report where a police officer says we can understand how a gun and a taser can be mistaken for one another but what he says after he says that statement is something that is really poignant and i don't want to ruin it so i'm going to play you dante wright's mother dante wright's sister and then a police officer on a news report about the difference between a taser and a handgun and here they are. Thank you. I just want to talk a little bit about who Dante was. He was a son. He was a brother. He was an uncle. He was a father. He was a grandson. He was so much more. And he did not deserve this at all. My heart is literally broken into a thousand pieces. And I don't know what to do or what to say. But I just need everybody to know that he is much more than this and i've been so much already and it's only been a day and i can't imagine what's gonna happen tomorrow the next day and so forth and i'm just trying to take it day by day but i need everybody to know he had 
and he had a smile that was angelic. He lit up the room. He was funny. He played. He was an amazing son, and he's going to truly be missed by everybody. He had a two-year-old son. He had sisters and brothers. Take the mask off. Oh yeah, I just <laughs> And I just need everyone to know that he was my life. He was my son. And I can never get that back. Because of a mistake. Because of an accident. It's just one thing I can't understand. Why did he take him? officer who shot right. Kim Potter is a 46-year-old mother of two sons. She has been a police officer for 26 years. In her resignation letter, she wrote, I have loved every minute of being a police officer, but I believe it is in the best interest of the community, the department, and my fellow officers if I resign immediately. She was actually training a rookie cop when Wright was pulled over for out-of-date tags. They discovered there was an outstanding warrant for possession of an unlicensed weapon. As an officer tried to handcuff him, Wright wriggled free. Authorities say Officer Potter made a tragic error and thought she had drawn her taser, not her gun. How could that happen? Cops are trained to keep their handguns on their dominant side, the right for right-handers. The bright yellow taser is kept on the left side and is drawn across the body. Chief Mike Foligno of Elmwood Park Police in New Jersey showed me the handgun and taser his officers carry. So this is definitely lighter. Both have similar grips and triggers. You're not feeling the weight when you're under duress. That's why it's so important to train multiple, multiple, multiple hours a year so that you get the muscle memory down of drawing the taser, drawing the handgun, feeling the difference under stress. Could, could someone mix these two weapons up? I think they could, yeah. Why? If they're not properly trained. That's the key right there. Right there.
if they're not properly trained. So if a person who's been on the force for 26 years is not properly trained, what, how don't you see the issue? And there's going to be a whole bunch of people who knew Kim. And if they answered, if they were asked, maybe let's say three weeks, a month before she murdered this young man, they would have said she was a good cop. 26 years on the force. They would have said she was a good cop. See, that's just what I'm saying. It hurt. It hurts. Like it literally hurts me. I had to record, you know, the news conference with Dante Wright's mother. So distraught. His sister so angry that her brother is gone. When is it going to end? When is it going to end? I don't know. I don't know. So, um, you know, I want to have I, I want to be extremely respectful, respectful. Um, I want to say rest in peace, rest in power, rest in paradise to Dante Wright. Prayers, love, and condolences to his family, friends, and loved ones. And this is a tragedy. Every time a young person is murdered unjustly, it is a tragedy. And when it comes at the hands of people who are paid by citizens of the country, um, it just makes it all the more, um, more, more sad, more heartbreaking. Like, I literally pay you. And then you can kill me. And I paid you, you know, a, a police officer, people who just aren't aware is a public servant. Public servants are paid with taxpayer money. So, you know, you pay taxes, state tax, city tax, sales tax, whatever taxes you pay, then that is allocated to paying public servants, paying politicians, etc. Um, so imagine that, you know, Dante Wright has a job. Taxes come out of his paycheck or he goes and buys a, a soda from his local grocery store and pays taxes and that gets put into the pocket of a police officer who could then kill him that's crazy it's it's just crazy so again rest in peace prayers love and condolences to dante wright's family his loved ones and his friends and this is a true tragedy i hope that you know, justice can't ever be served in this scenario because nothing that will be done can ever bring their son back. But I just hope that more than the quote unquote bare minimum is done. You know what the bare minimum is? You know, she resigned. So that would be the bare minimum. I hope more is done. Um, Not just for the family, more is done for the community. They're dealing right now with one of the biggest trials of the century. With George Floyd and, and Derek Chauvin. They're dealing with that in that city right now. And then to have this right on top of it. How do you think people are supposed to feel? You know, it's like, how do you think that people internalize these things like that? How do you how do you think people just go on with their lives after suffering these traumas like that? You know, if, if you are a black person, you already don't feel safe going outside. Right. The police ain't going to protect you. You're a target. How do you think people will respond to that? Do you think they're going to be happy to see police officers? Do you think they're going to be happy to see white people? Honestly, like if we're just being really serious here. So, you know, I just hope things get better. And um, lastly, I want to say just protect each other, man. Protect each other. Protect yourself. Um, 
do what you got to do to stay safe out here. It's a real dangerous world. And, um, you know, just keep both eyes open. Never let your guard down. Just make sure you make it back home to your family and friends every day. That's all I can say. Dante Wright, unfortunately, didn't have that chance. Um, so I want to have a moment of silence like I did last week for DMX. Uh, I want to have a moment of silence briefly for the life of Dante Wright. Thank you. And with that, guys, that will wrap it up. Episode number 57 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. Special shout out and love again to my guest, Davina Moore, for coming on the show hanging out with me, kicking it with me. I really appreciate it. Go check out her shit. We, we doing big things in the borough. That's all I can say. We doing big things in the borough. Don't forget, check out that merch. Bronx Bias Podcast merch is available at bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com. The link is in the episode description. If you want to click it and go to it, help a young brother keep some money in his pocket and stay out of trouble. Okay, I appreciate all the love and support that I do receive with the merch. Thank you guys so much who have purchased or who will purchase. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I want you guys to have a great week out there. Have a great weekend. I'm going to fade you out with a great, great, great song. It is Miss Davina Moore's Choice, and it is called Just In Case by Jaheem off of the album Ghetto Love. Rest in peace again to Dante Wright. Rest in peace again to DMX. Rest in peace to George Floyd. And we gonna make it, man, like Jada and Styles Peace said. So this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 57. And we are out.
Yeah, you make me home. 